This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by MasonicFundraiser.com. We have spent some time looking outside ourselves, trying to figure out the gaps we need to bridge. Today, we're looking in. This is The Winding Stairs, episode 20. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, a professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite in Freemasonry. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Winding Stairs. I am Juan Sepulveda and I thank you once again for joining me on this journey up The Winding Stairs. From the beginning uh, of this, this project that I call The Winding Stairs, I have continued to work one step at a time, trying to learn as much as I can about the craft and hopefully share some of that knowledge with you and that we can both benefit from from the research that I put together. I don't know if if you're aware of this, one of the main reasons I started The Winding Stairs was because I didn't have the flexibility to go to Lodge as often as I really wanted to. And I thought, if I feel this way, if I have these restrictions, I'm sure there are brothers out there that also need something to something to keep them connected to to masonry and whether you are very active in your in your lodge or if you don't have the flexibility to attend lodge as often as you would like i thank you for listening to this program i thank you for being an important part of this program and you know let me know the conditions under which you listen to this i'm curious to hear do you listen to this on your way to work or is this something that that you share with your brothers uh, when you get together. I'm curious to know how it is that I am actually reaching you. So if you if you have an opportunity, send me an email. My name is uh, my email is Juan Sepulveda at thewindingstairs.com or you can just go to thewindingstairs.com and uh, click on the contact us link that's there. I have a couple of announcements to share with you. Um, I will be traveling quite a bit, um, giving special presentations at different lodges. I thank the brothers that have considered me for for this honor. I completely love uh, giving these presentations in various lodges and being able to meet new brothers in fellowship. On September 11, this is the year 2014, I will be visiting Hollywood Lodge number 257 is in Tampa, Florida. If you are in the Tampa, Florida area, I would love to shake your hand. Uh, I will be there um, on September the 11th during their state of communication. And thank you to Brother Juan Felipe Giraldo for the invitation. Also on September the 20th, if you are near New Wilmington, Pennsylvania, I will be participating of the inaugural Masonic Education Symposium, which has been put together by Brother Sean Gorley. And this is going to be a great day of 
Masonic education where we'll have various presentations on several topics and we'll have great opportunities to to share in fellowship. This is going to include presentations by Brother uh, Sean Gorley, by Brother Charles Harper, Adam Osman, and by yours truly. As well, on that day, two other members of the Masonic Roundtable will be joining me. Uh, we're going to put together a Masonic Roundtable presentation. For those of you who do not know this, we have uh, five brothers. We have a channel on YouTube. I invite you to check it out, uh, where we give a weekly conversation. We show you a specific topic about masonry, and we discuss it. We bring experts at times to to talk in uh, talk about these topics and help us shed more light into different topics and help us find ways in which we can stay connected to the lessons of our fraternity. Uh, you can read more about it by visiting themasonicroundtable.com. And you'll find links there. But we will be there on September the 20th in the New Wilmington Lodge number 804 in New Wilmington, Pennsylvania. And we will be recording an episode to share with you at a later date. So if you're in the area, we would love to meet with you. And hopefully you can be a part of that event. Also, on October the 20th, I will be on... Dunedin Lodge number 192. This is in Dunedin, Florida. And Brother Robert Frierson invited me to, to come speak. And this is going to be on October 20th. So if you are in the area, I would love for you to join me as well. And the final announcement I have is about the availability of the September issue of Living Stones magazine. I, If you haven't checked out this magazine, I encourage you to do so. You can do so by going to livingstonesmagazine.com. You can either subscribe for the 12 uh, monthly issues in a year, or you can download that the, the issues as they come out if you want on digital form or buy them individually. But a lot of brothers are contributing to this excellent publication. I have recommended this publication before in my my book, The Masonic Light Resource Report. And if you don't have that, I invite you to check it out. Just go to thewindingstairs.com forward slash free book and you can download your own copy of this book that I put together. In it, I have many resources to help you in your journey up the winding stairs so you can supplement your Masonic education uh, get deep into the uh, different resources, whether it's books, magazines, podcasts, YouTube videos. Um, there's a lot of resources, and we're very fortunate that we have such a variety of sources from which we can derive more light. So I invite you to check out Livingstones Magazine by going to livingstonesmagazine.com. And now with further ado, uh, we'll jump right into the conversation. This is the third installment in the Bridging the Gap series that I have been putting together for you, and it is titled Bridging the Inner Gap. On this episode, we will continue the conversation of Bridging the Gap. This being the third installment, we'll focus on Bridging the Inner Gap. On the previous two episodes, we discussed Bridging the Gap of Expectations, where we emphasize on the importance of 
knowing what other people expect of us. And we make sure that we know what to expect. When we bridge that gap of expectations, um, the the flow of things is much more amicable. There's less disappointment. Like we say in, in Spanish, cuentas claras preservan amistades. Or clear accounts preserve friendships. When people know what to expect, then there's less disappointment, which can be very difficult to surmount. On the following episode, we discuss bridging the gap of wisdom, where we explain that even though there might be an abundance of wisdom surrounding us, many times it is squandered. Many times we might be distracted, we might not have the motivation, or sometimes we don't even have the actual direction in order to take good advantage of the things that are available to us. On today's episode, we will be talking about bridging the inner gap. Focusing on ourselves to try to fill the gaps that exist between us, within us. Now, let me start by asking you a question. If I were to ask you to say one word that will describe an area in your personal life that needs to be better, think about that word right now. Now think about this. You, along with hundreds of other brothers out there, thousands of other people out there, might share that same word in common. Meaning, you are not alone in having that gap that needs to be filled within yourself. Now, I have identified three things or three three techniques or three areas that you can pay attention to in order to help you better bridge the gap uh, of that inner self. How can you become a more complete individual? Granted, the lessons that we find in Freemasonry are, are developed for the construction of that wholesome man where you can take the different instructions the different tools and work to to transform your rough stone into a more polished perfect one that is suitable for the building now what i have identified here um, i have done so by studying several symbols and also studying myself I was actually looking inside myself in order to put down what I am going to share with you today. So hopefully you find it as useful as I have found it for myself. It has been very eye-opening. Some of the things that I have found have stung a little, to be quite honest, because it's difficult sometimes for us to accept our own faults. And we see them in other, spe- in other people, as I'm going to share with you further along in the, in the program. But without getting ahead of myself, I want to start by having you visualize one of the symbols of Freemasonry. And this symbol is uh, the circumpunct. It's the point within a circle. And this symbol is very elegant, I, in my opinion, is so simple, so, so profound at the same time that uh, I'm just going to brush over some of the things through which it relates to this episode. But there are other sources that are much more complete about the symbolism of the circumpunct, and I encourage you to uh, go ahead and find some of those. Uh, as I find them, I will share you. Uh, I will share those with you. But the circumpunct is simply a point within a circle. 
And if you visualize this as representing your life, we will begin talking about circumspection. And the definition of circumspection, according to Merriam-Webster, is thinking carefully about possible risks before doing or saying something. In other words, in relation to the circumpunct, this is you keeping your passions within due bounds or keeping control over your emotions, over your reactions, over the the things that you do or the things that that you act upon. Now, I have been working on a paper that reflects on the idea of a passionless man, a man that doesn't have passion. And by passions, I refer to those visceral emotions or visceral reactions that we as human beings all share. That anger, envy, um, hatred, love, you know, compassion. These are all emotions that we have all within ourselves. But in when we think about being able to have those passions within due bounds is something that's very powerful. Now, pay attention that we keep our passions within due bounds, but it doesn't refer to not having passions. You will feel these emotions in your life. It is completely natural for you to act in a in an angry way when you feel attacked or when you feel that the safety or security of your family is uh, is being attacked. That is completely understandable. Therefore, you will feel all these passions and you will have them within you. Being a good mason or, ge- or being a good man doesn't exclude you from having those emotions. So the lesson here is that it is not avoiding or trying to remove those emotions from yourself or those passions. It is being diligent in and being careful in regards to your reaction to those passions. Getting angry doesn't make you a bad person. How you act or how you react to that anger that has the potential of showing in a clearer light whether you are a good person or not. Or if you're a person of control and you're a measured uh, person, or if you if your passions are uncontrolled and unmeasured. And I'll invite you to think, take a moment to think a moment or the last time you had an argument with someone. You had a difference of thought. How did you react to the things that were said? Were you controlled in your speech? Or were you aggressive and cutting? Many times we have disputes with people that we really love. Here, this comes in very handy. Whenever you're having passionate discussions with someone, there is a probability that something is going to be said out of a passionate uh, emotion that could be cutting. It could be it could be hurtful. A prudent man needs to work in keeping those passions within due bounds. And I'm not saying that you need to be weak and just roll over and and you know allow people to trample all over you. No. I I encourage you to be a strong man be decisive but you can do so while being courteous while being respectful while being kind and this this is something that i have personally have had to to work in my own personal 
in my own personal experience. In just because you are right doesn't mean that you can be unkind with your words. You can be right, but you need to also be able to prove your point without actually doing it at the expense of someone else's emotions. When I mentioned earlier that you, along with many other brothers, might have the same flaws and the same gaps to be, uh, to be filled, this is part of what I'm referring to. They can be of help to you. These people that are within your sphere of influence, just like in that circumpunct, there's a circle that surrounds you. There are people that are close enough to you that if you are not prudent, if you are not careful with your words and your actions, then you end up hurting people. Now, this inner circle that you have, that inner sphere of influence that you have, includes your friends and your family, your lodge brothers. So be very careful because you want to keep these relationships healthy. This doesn't mean that you will not have disagreement with, with them or that you will not get angry at them at times. It is completely normal for people to feel angry. Now, like I said before, your response to that anger, your behavior under the influence of such anger, that's what's going to allow you to keep that circle of influence or that sphere of influence intact. Or are you going to alienate people? Are you going to build uh, an even, even larger gap? Are you going to expand the separation between you and some of these people that are important to you? So these are the things that are at stake these friendships, these relationships, when you don't exercise that control and that restraint, then you run the risk of affecting that circle of influence. Some of you might say, oh, Juan, but you, you just don't know me. You know, I, I, have, I have Puerto Rican blood in me or I have Italian blood. Everybody blames their blood for their lack of control. Don't try not to fall prey to to that lie because yes there might be a history of unrestrained passion in your family or in your um, in your lineage but that doesn't mean that you have to be uh, that you have to be prisoner to that preconception because many people use that as an excuse to allow themselves to then be cutting and be overly aggressive in their approach to discrepancies, discussions, and and things of the like. So try try to remove from your vocabulary if you can that whole expression. No, but that's that's how I am. That's how I've always been. You don't have to you don't have to um, completely surrender to that mentality. That because that's how you've been. That's how you always have to be. When we become part of a group or part of a, a society like uh, Freemasonry, we do so with the intention of, of trying to become better. And this is one of those definitions. This is one of those little steps that, or in this case, large steps that have to be taken in order for you to make a, a significant difference in your journey. So this is one of those things that I tell you is, is personal to me. Because I can, although I try to be respectful every time and I try to be restrained and try to keep my passions within due bounds, but when I get angry, I still have the thoughts of being aggressive. 
I still come very close to saying some hurtful things to people that are important to me. Now, I, I am thankful that, first of all, I recognize that within myself. And I try to be as diligent as possible to exercise that restraint and try to bridge that inner gap of uh, tolerance, perhaps, or patience. So this is the way that we do it. We look, uh, we try to keep our passions within due bounds. But the first thing is to recognize that we have the capability and we have, even if we have a history of allowing our emotions to go beyond those bounds, that that's not an excuse, that's not a pretext for us to allow our emotions to completely continue to run free. That's what makes you different. That you can take the time to recognize the things that need improvement within yourself. And you can make the difficult but necessary decisions in order to improve yourself in masonry. Now the second area that I want to talk about in which you can you can use this as a as a point of focus to to become a better person or keep that um, keep your passions within due bounds and also bridge that inner gap is circumambulation. And for those of you familiar with um, our rituals, you you understand what circumambulation is. If you are not, I can't perhaps tell you all the details about it, but I can tell you that the act of walking around something, especially in a ritual, ritualistic way, um, is one of the definitions that I found about circumambulation. Uh, let's, let's take, for example, our lodge. Circumambulation applies to our initiations, the, the, the steps or the, the progress that we have within the lodge uh, has an element of circumambulation. But there's a more abstract way of thinking about this. You can think also your participation within the lodge has the aspect of circumambulation. And now I'll, I'll explain. Just as an individual can move in a ritualistic way within the lodge for the purpose of initiation, so do we as conductors, as part of the degree team can also be part of this uh, ritualistic movement. Now, what's the practicality of that? The practicality of circumambulation is that we are able to see things from different perspectives. We're able to be the candidate at one point. If you are diligent to to involve yourself in the rituals of our degrees, then you also see that whole journey from a different perspective. And you're able to exercise um, empathy as to the individual that's being uh, initiated into our mysteries. So coagulation also gives you the opportunity for others to look at you performing under pressure allows you to perform under pressure and afterwards receive uh, guidance from the people that have been in your shoes in the past. People that can see you from a different perspective. Through circumambulation, you are putting yourself in a position of action, which is open to the interpretation of those who are witnessing it. So the people that are, uh, for example, the 
elder members of the of the lodge or the more senior members those who have had much more experience in conducting degrees they can give you pointers as to how to better behave and here i want to draw a complete parallel as to our life if we become involved in things that we are not a hundred percent familiar with we are allowing ourselves through experience to to move about to move around and and give those people that are part of our circle of influence or our sphere of influence give them an opportunity to look at us in the execution of those tasks if we're open to their criticism or their feedback then we are able to recognize which gaps we have and i'll i'll, I'll say for example if if we think about taking a leadership position within your lodge whether it is being a committee member becoming uh, a part of the of the line of officers even though you have never done that before even though you don't have the experience you're putting yourself in a position of leadership and you are going to be working not only on yourself as a mason but also as a leader if you are keeping your passions within due bounds and you are being um, courteous in your in your leadership a good thing to also uh, seek is to seek for the feedback from the people that are uh, that are supporting you the people that are part of your group a good leader is one that can listen to the feedback that the his subordinates might might have about him so here you have an opportunity to in essence circumambulate a certain problem allowing other people to look at you or or witness your behavior in the in dealing with that problem or dealing with a task and perhaps things will come to light that you might not have known about yourself in, in summary what i'm trying to to explain is that putting ourselves in those positions that are going to expose our weaknesses to the people that are within our sphere of influence that should help us also listen attentively to their feedback and give us an opportunity to build upon that improvement that we are trying to achieve thirdly is introspection here thinking back at the circumpunct we're going to be looking at that dot looking inside of yourself there are flaws there are gaps within you that other people are not familiar with there are things that are yours and yours alone and only you understand what those uh what those gaps are knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom that was aristotle and and he was very right you are able to absorb the wisdom that exists outside of yourself much more effectively if you understand yourself if you for, for example are a procrastinator and you're getting wisdom presented to you about the importance of of being diligent in your work and being productive and moving around and setting goals and moving forward towards them you're not going to be able to really incorporate those lessons into your life and get the results that you're expecting unless you really know 
your weaknesses. Once you look inside yourself and you understand, well, I am a procrastinator or I have been procrastinating for important things. I need to be more diligent to move forward and achieve these things that I want to do. Then you're, you're going to have a better opportunity at actually implementing those lessons regarding productivity and, and labor. I want to read you a passage of scripture that I found during my research. It's in the book of Haggai, number 1, 5 through 7. And it says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much, but harvest little. You eat, but there is not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns, earns wages to put into a purse with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. When I was reading this, I found it to be very, uh, very moving because it, it, it reflected how sometimes we feel. That we feel that we do a lot of things and nothing gets achieved. Or we feel that we're working hard to reach a goal and it seems to, it's almost like the finish line keeps on eluding us. And here in, in the scripture, God says, consider your ways. Look at what you are doing. As opposed to looking at these problems as something that, some things that are external to you, negative results that you might be facing could be attributed to your own ways. Not always, but sometimes and many times in very significant ways. So looking inside yourself and trying to understand what is it about how you are doing things? What is it about your methods? What is it about your, your, your attitude that might be getting in the way of you really making a difference in a project or making a real difference in your family or in your business? Consider your ways. Now, in summary, we looked at circumspection about being able to draw that definite line in the sand and not allowing our passions to go beyond that. We also talked about circumambulation and about putting ourselves in the position to do and be open to the feedback from others. And finally, we talked about introspection, about getting to know yourself, looking inside yourself and trying to find those things that need to be bridged. I hope that you have found this information useful and that you not only listen to it, but see how it applies to your life. Think about that first thing I asked you today. Is there an area inside of yourself that you can define with one word, which you know it's a gap that needs to be filled? What is it? And now be assertive into trying to get rid of that gap. How knowing yourself can help you achieve the things that you really want to achieve, whether they're personal goals, whether it is a, a spiritual need that you have, or is it something that you want to do in masonry? Think about what is it inside of you that might be getting in the way of you reaching that goal. I'd love to hear what you think. Make sure to uh, go to thewindingstairs.com and go to the post of this episode. And in the comment section, let me know. How can you make a difference inside of yourself? 
how can you effectively change those things that are getting in the way? If you have any practical advice that other brothers could use, that will be very helpful. Add it in the comments section at thewinningstairs.com. That contribution that you can put into this conversation will help, will go a long way to help each other, to help us all in bridging that personal gap and helping us to become better men and masons. And there you have it. That was the third installment of the Bridging the Gap series. If you haven't listened to episodes 18 and 19 yet of Bridging the Gap, I invite you to do so. As I mentioned before, these uh, series of episodes have been inspired on a presentation that I have been giving live at various lodges. So if you're interested in listening to this presentation at your lodge, I would love to be a part of that. I have a big announcement. I have been working on a book to help you in your journey up the winding stairs. So now in addition to the website and the podcast, you will also have a physical book that contains many lessons to help you in that journey to becoming a better man and a better better mason. Um, I will be selecting a very small group of people to preview the book before it goes to it becomes published. I will give these brothers or, or friends an opportunity to look at it and review it and give me their feedback. If you are interested in being part of this select group of uh, people that will preview the book, I encourage you to go to thewindingstairs.com slash free book. This is the page where you can sign up to receive my email newsletter as well as download the current book that I have available, the Masonic Light Resource Report, um, because I will be communicating the, the selection process through the email list. So if you haven't signed up for the email yet, I encourage you to do so, thewindingstairs.com slash free book. And finally, I wanted to thank some of the brothers that have purchased art and Masonic aprons through freemasonryart.com. It certainly helps the, the program go strong. And I wanted to mention that I just recently released a new work of art. It's titled Light of Wisdom. It's the fifth installment in the Masonic Light Collection. And if you want to take a look at it, you can visit freemasonryart.com. It is ideal for brothers who have already been masters of the lodge, or if there is a past master uh, to whom you want to give a, a nice gift. These, uh, I, these are original designs that I have created. The originals are made on parchment with ink, charcoal, and chalk. So if you you want to take a look at these go to freemasonryart.com i hope that you have found the information that i've shared in this program useful and edifying if so please do me a favor and let another brother know if you can find another brother and get him to listen to the podcast that would help us uh, tremendously into spreading the word about the labor that we're doing here thank you again for taking the time to listen to this program may your step be secure and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs.